Bryson Law checked his watch. Yep, 8.22. He was late. Too late. As the moon rose over Washington, fear filled him, driving his right foot harder against the accelerator. His position with the Secret Service was a demanding one. He was on the President's personal detail, and its burden was one he always had been willing to accept. But now he had let time get away from him. The consequences would be grave. Come on, come on, he cried out in frustration, wondering why every other car in the city had chosen that moment to pull into his path, to crawl at a snail's pace, and to keep him from his destination. Let's go, let's go, move it. He tried to keep his focus on the road, but his deeper mind, seemingly at odds with his will, turned his gaze to one side, toward a pair of identical monoliths that rose high in the distance. He did not wish to look. He never did. Yet the enemy within forced the side on him time and again, stirring a pain that often slept but never died. Outlined in blue neon, the 42-story Hartnell Center dominated the skyline, a triumph of architectural engineering. Only seven years old, it had become the center of Washington commerce, a modern landmark set amid the more historic wonders that lay nearby. Separated by an interconnecting complex of financial institutions and shops, its twin soaring towers, when viewed from an acute angle, presented a haunting profile, one much like another, that stood no more. Even now, years later, the silhouette evoked within law memories of an horrific day that had shaken a world. The day his father, along with almost three thousand others, had lived a nightmare and had died too young. The man had been at work on the 99th floor of the World Trade Center's North Tower when the first commandeered airliner had slammed into its latticed face. Trapped above the engulfing flames, he had no means of escape, no recourse, no hope. His young sons had learned of the attack while sitting in their elementary school classrooms. That morning, still asleep when their father had left the house, they had not even said goodbye. For what seemed an eternity, Law had struggled with the loss. It had changed him, his heart struggling to contain an anger it never before had known. That rage had threatened to turn him against all who shared the nationality of the terrorists, their blood, even their faith. But his head finally had won out over his wounded heart, and he had managed to evade a descent into the darkness of racial hatred, but only just. He drove onward, agonizingly aware that every moment counted. The slow-moving, inconsiderate obstacles all around him gradually fell away. He found clear sailing. The traffic lights changed allegiances and now seemed to be aiding him. He rounded first one curve, then another, one hard turn, then the next. Finally, the colossal white edifice loomed before him. His deep blue government-issued sedan screeched up to the curb, coming to a sudden rest in his own marked at the foot of the building. Barely pausing to shut off the engine, he sprang from his seat and fled the vehicle, trapping the seat belt in the driver's door as it slammed shut. Up the outer steps, through the door, up the stairs. Maybe I made it in time. Please let me be in time. Finally, the door. He slid a key into a waiting slot and gave it a twist, perhaps too hard. There was a click as the mechanism reacted, and a latch pulled back. He was in. Law entered the room, gently closing the door behind him. At once he knew he was too late. "'Well,' came a voice, "'is it six o'clock already?' "'Look, I'm so sorry,' he begged, calling out. 
Today was a killer. Speeches at three public schools in two different states, a photo op with the Israeli ambassador, and that thing at the museum. He paused. Silence. Honey? He tried again, cutting a sideward look across the room, where white candles, silverware, fine chana for two rested accusingly on the dinner table. On the wall directly behind the immaculate spread, a decorative mirror reflected the form of a determined, sandy-haired man of thirty-two, clad in a dark suit, a loosened tie, and a concerned expression. Soft strains of classical music drifted on the air, as always. Gathering his courage, he pushed his way through the swinging kitchen door and found a lovely creature beyond, dressed in evening attire, her long auburn hair styled becomingly. Her makeup deliberate, perfect. Her elegant black dress complemented her attractive figure, and the high heels she wore, while not made for comfort, amplified the perfection of her legs.